News for day one of the Toronto International Film Festival, which runs till the 18th, features nearly 200 films in its official selection. And, and in addition to in-person screenings, there will be outdoor screenings. So it puts a bit of a damper on those screenings. Uh, outdoor screenings include drive-ins. I like that idea. For a second year in the row, uh, TIFF will offer a digital platform. They say they have a, an abundance of digital screenings for you. The uh, movie lover to rent and view online. You can rent them from the comfort of your home for 19 to 26 bucks for four hours. I'd like to welcome Jason Gorber, chief uh, film critic and managing editor for That Shelf, uh, to talk about the Toronto International Film Festival. Um, oddly enough, you just tried to download a film. How did that go? Not very well. Look, the system actually worked really well last year. I don't know what's changed, but um, as somebody that uh, occasionally does tech support for other people, it's pretty amusing just to start trying to hit play on a film and it didn't work. I think this bodes well for this year's festival. So did you, can you reach out? Like, is there a helpline? Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. There, there'll be a helpline. This is all initial. This is all the press screen stuff. The public should not have these issues at all. It's just a, it's a pretty funny coincidence that happened just before we took the call. Well, you know why it happened? Because you weren't giving them 19 to 26 bucks. It's a press screen. <laughs> it's like, Garages, like you're going to have, have to work harder. I have given them 25 years of my life pretending <laughs> as press uh, journalist. So, yeah, no, um, Toronto International Film Festival has been an incredibly important part of my life. It's why one of the main reasons I actually live in Toronto um, is to attend this festival. I've seen its highs. I've seen some of its lows. It's a real challenging year. Um I'm really hoping that uh, some things will be pulled off well, but yeah, it's 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 not only a challenging year for Toronto um, in general, but it's a challenging year for TIFF specifically, especially against this competition that has has really trumped it in lots of ways with some of the films that they've managed to snag that simply aren't coming to Toronto in ways that they would have in years past. What are you talking about? You talking about Venice, Khan? What? Are you when you say so, so Ken, so Ken got moved from May to July, which sort of um, uh, messed things up a little bit. There's a bunch of stuff that played in Cannes. Um, I attended Cannes. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that played Cannes award winners that are playing Toronto, which is fantastic. That goes back to the spirit of Toronto as the festival of festivals, which is how it started, bringing the best of the world from wherever it came from. But if you look at the slate of Venice, Telluride, which is literally the week mm -hmm. just before TIFF, and also New York, all three of them claimed immediately that they were going to go in person only, that there was going to be no digital hybrid. I'm not arguing against I'm not arguing against the, the advantages of going hybrid, particularly during pandemic. But these festivals went out and just said full on, we are doing in person only. And there are many films and many distributors that wanted to ensure that their premieres were done in theaters, not from the comfort of your own home. And so we are in a very challenging space. I am not I'm not uh, criticizing that at all. But I'm saying because of that and because of lots of other reasons, because of certain programming choices, because of other decisions, uh, TIFF really is on the back foot in a way that it hasn't in many years because of changes of programming um, attitudes at Venice, because of Telluride once mm -hmm. again uh, taking um, some world premieres that were scheduled for TIFF and showing them at Telluride a week early, and New York Film Festival finally getting its game together and actually showing that it too can be a world-class place for premieres. Uh, if Toronto is not careful, it will absolutely lose its position as the main September festival and the launching pad for oscars no offense jason but most people would yawn listening to that yawn and go oh elitism give me a break so like what's the major reason why filmmakers don't want 
Uh, they want uh, bums in seats. They don't want you to watch it digitally. Is it the fact that they, uh, you know, they wax poetic about the old days with the big screen? Or is it the fact that their films actually look better on the big screen and they feel that things are going to be lost? Well, let's be clear. Toronto has a number of films that will only be available on big screen. Things like Dune, things like um, uh, Edgar Wright's uh, Last Night in Soho. Look. You, you go to film festivals to see films and festivals. What I'm saying is that there's there's a big push now between being able to attend a festival from anywhere in the world and being able to actually travel to attend the festival. Uh, there's 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 an enormous conversation we can have about the advantages of streaming. I think it's been fantastic, um, but I don't see it as elitism at all. I think that the actual nature of the festival as a community organ event as a thing that people attend, not just to go to the parties, not just to see the red carpets, but as a way of engaging with fellow um, film fans and a way of actually experiencing films um, on the biggest canvas possible is incredibly important. And as I said, it has less to important do with what's not playing or what is playing, but really that Toronto is, is if, if Toronto is not careful, it will absolutely lose its position as this sort of prime location um, on the, on the festival calendar. Like important to who, Jason, because there were people that wouldn't move to a city for, for films. And I, I appreciate your passion and I respect that. But I mean, I, I've watched the film festival change over the years and, you know, I had a lot of friends that would, you know, we'd go, we'd pour through the Bible as we like to call it because they were in film mm -hmm. school and we would, uh, you know, at Ryerson and we'd, we'd head to see films at odd times of the day. Right. But mm -hmm. now, but that's before it was the big red carpet appearances. Now I find there's a lot of people just coming down to gawk at the stars when they come to town. Yeah, uh, again, again, respectfully, I think that there is an incredible community of people here that really want to support Toronto. I'm, we're talking about several things uh, at once here, and I know yeah, this, is a, sure. this, is, this is a complex conversation, but I'll, I'll, just, I'll just state this, that Toronto for 20 years has been the launching pad for Oscar Best Picture winner. It's mm -hmm. as simple as that. And the reason for that is the caliber of films. They played hundreds and hundreds of films. Some of those were the Oscar films, but some of them were these incredible discoveries, the showcasing of uh, Canadian talent, the fostering of um, different communities and different voices that coming um, to the fore. That is still happening, but it's not happening on the scope that it used to for very obvious reasons. And I'm simply saying that if Toronto is not careful, it is very easy for it to lose its spot at the top of that pantheon. There are people from all over the planet who fly to Toronto to attend the Toronto International Film Festival as the premium public festival in the world. And I'm saying right now, based on lots of reasons, there's a real risk of them losing that uh, mantle on the top of the mountain. So the stars that are going to make an appearance, they're obviously there are less celebrities on the red carpet. Who's in town? Uh, honestly, I haven't been tracking that as carefully as I have been because it's changing day to day. Some okay. people like Kristen Stewart were originally going to be coming and then are actually doing a virtual uh, thing. Benedict Cumberbatch was coming, then not coming and is now coming. So in terms of the stars, again, for me, uh, fundamentally, and like hundreds and hundreds, thousands of your listeners we're here for the movies and we just want to make sure that we have the ability during this 10 day, 11 day period mm. to see the greatest films of the season. But and one of the, the things that sucked about the, the, you know, buying tickets is like, you could only buy tickets for so many screenings. There were only like this many screenings for each film. Right. And they were mm -hmm. different times. And once the tickets were sold, you wouldn't see them. So, I mean, I just, I'm going back to this digital thing, but I think if it is about the films, then the more uh, opportunity to access those films, the greater it is on the whole. 
I mean, let's let's be clear. We're we're both aware of changing media landscapes. That's why this is a much more complicated conversation. But the fact of the matter is that festivals really are a launching pad for these films. Many of these films will go on post-festival after the buzz of the festival to actually have theatrical runs. And I really recommend that any of the films that people don't get to see during the festival, they actually support when it comes out. You're absolutely right. People are, are just used to things being free. Why pay for advertising? Why pay for commercial radio? Why do any of this stuff now when we can just get stuff for free in the comfort of our home? Because sometimes the content is excellent. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. worth actually listening and you might have to suffer through a couple advertisements, but nonetheless, you have the benefit of having a really intelligent conversation with somebody on, on radio. The, the, these are the kind of challenges that we actually have in this media landscape. But fundamentally, what's at play here is that TIFF has been the home of cinephilia in the city for mm -hmm. decades. And I love it to continue. I want to foster it. I want to help support it in any way that I can to showcase some amazing films. Look, there's local films, films like Scarborough. Denis Goulet has uh, a, a really um, uh, exceptional film in Night Riders, uh, Raiders, excuse me. Um, you have Denis Villeneuve coming um, and showing Dune at the Cinesphere, the glorious Cinesphere. You're never going to get that uh, an experience like that at home. You're never going to replicate IMAX at home and, in the comfort of of your couch there's mm -hmm. huge advantages of streaming of getting people engaged with these films but i genuinely and strongly and passionately fight for the need and the desire of many of us to actually see films on the screen when we can in a safe environment with proper protocols in place all right we've talked so much about this back and forth and i've enjoyed it immensely i have to tell you but like what are you looking most forward to what are the films that you are looking most forward to because we've got about a minute left if that I really want to want Eyes of Tammy Faye to be spectacular. <laughs> the Tammy Faye Baker uh, movie. I don't love Jessica Chastain, but I really want her to be great in this. Last Night in Soho, as I mentioned, Edgar Wright's film. I'm super excited for uh, Spencer. The Kristen Stewart film might be really great. But documentaries. Tiff for me is... Uh, uh, my love of documentaries is um, pretty powerful, but films like The Rescue, the guys that did Free Solo doing a film that will be playing at the Cinesphere about the rescue of the, that soccer team that was trapped in a cave. I cannot wait to see films. Mm -hmm. There's so many playing. Um, I'm really excited about the film I don't even know yet. The film that's going to kick my butt and I haven't even heard of it yet. And then I'm going to see it in the middle of the festival and it'll be one of my favorites. That's what I most look forward to at festivals, that sense of discovery. All right, listen, if we talk again, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to talk about your loathing of Jessica Chastain. I wonder how that started. But that, well, I have a feeling based on this. Based on this conversation, I imagine that will be quite a long one. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Have a great time at the Toronto International Film Festival. What a pleasure. Thanks for the conversation. Cheers. Jason Gorber is a chief film critic and managing editor of That Shelf.